The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand cave rescue operation. What is schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? engagement How long before gift? a wedding should I send out How many save games the dates? Are in the first series Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast and I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, we'll share the news, knowledge, and strategies you need to navigate the ever-changing world of SEO. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Tyson Stockton. Hey, what's going on? My name is Tyson Stockton from previsible.io. And in this episode, we're going to be discussing keyword research. Joining me today is Brand Leibowitz, who is the owner at SEO Optimizers, which helps you get more sales and leads using SEO. Yesterday, Brand and I talked about optimizing your website for conversions. And today we're going to continue that conversation by diving into how to research keywords for your competitors. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, here's my conversation with Brandon, owner at SEO Optimizers. Brandon, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for having me back on. Yeah, so today we're diving into keyword research. It's one of, I think, like the historical pillars within SEO, but something that I think is always worth kind of revisiting, re-examining how we're approaching it and kind of identifying new ways to kind of further push the envelope on the subject. So to start us off, how do you think about doing competitor keyword research? I would say the first step is got to figure out who your competitors are, because a lot of people come to me asking for help with search engine optimization. And I say, all right, let's look at your competition. Let's see who they are. And they'll give me a list of competitors and I'll search on Google and none of them rank on Google for any other keywords. So 
lot of them are giving me like offline competitors. Like if you're a restaurant, you might have five other restaurants in the same city that are all serving the same time of food. Those are your competitors offline. But if you search on Google for your keywords and none of them show up on that first page of Google, then they're not technically your competitors online. Like if Yelp shows up and you're a restaurant, Yelp is technically your competitor, even though they're not a restaurant. They rank for your keywords. So we want to figure out what have they done? What keywords are they utilizing? What backlinks have they built? Because that's the, oh, everything's transparent. I can see what you're doing. You can see what I'm doing if you look in the right places. But you got to figure out first who your competitors are online. So search Google for your keywords and search for multiple keywords and make a note of who shows up consistently. Not just who shows up once or twice. Maybe they got lucky, but you want to see who shows up consistently and make note of them and then kind of categorize them. Are they a small business? Are they a medium-sized business? Or are they a large corporate business? And then you got to place yourself. If you're just a small mom-pop shop, then you want to target the small mom-pop shop keywords. If you're a larger corporate website or business, and then you can target some of these corporations. But it gets tough if you're trying to jump ahead. So trying to place yourself and figure out where you are in the business cycle versus your competitors and finding similar ones is going to really help you out a lot. So that's really the first part. And then from there, you got to look at their keywords, which you could quick... Well, if you know coding, you could right-click on a website, view the page source, and see the source code. Luckily, nowadays, you don't really need to do that. There's extensions and plugins and tools that you could add to like Chrome that will let you see a website's SEO title tag or meta description or header tags or alt tags for images and all these other technical aspects without having to go in the coding, which makes it pretty nice. So all you have to do is open up all your competitors' websites and then one by one, look at their SEO title tag. That's really where they're putting their keywords. That's that blue clickable link that you see in Google. So if you don't even want to open up their websites, you can just search on Google for your keywords. Look at that blue clickable link that everyone is using and get ideas from what other people are using. But don't just take it verbatim. You want to take everything with a grain of salt and then double check to make sure people actually search for these keywords by using tools like the Google Keyword Planner. But if you see that everyone's using a plural version of a keyword and you're thinking about using a singular plural and you see everyone's using a plural, then they're probably using the plural because it gets more search volume. But again, you want to double check using different tools. But the best tool is Google Keyword Planner. It's free. It's from Google. And there's a lot of paid tools that will show you search volume, but they're all getting their data from the Google Keyword Planner. They're just making it look prettier and nicer. But essentially, you just use a Google Keyword Planner and that lets you know, is this a good keyword? Are people actually searching for it? Or maybe I should use a or singular or plural or a whole different variation that I might not have thought of. Absolutely. And I think one of your first points there on like direct competitors from the business lens versus online competitors is a big topic that I think we've all ran into, whether it's with clients, within the companies that we're working for. And I think that's something that we always find ourselves coming up against is the difference and the variance between that kind of approach. In your conversations that you're having with clients, are there any tactics or things that you've used to kind of get them to think in the frame of like, who are you actually going up against within search? And then kind of making that case of why that should be important from the lens of what we're doing with SEO. And usually I take care of that for them. So I ask them for a list of competitors, but I'll take that list and then build off of it and then do my own research and usually, yeah, take care of it for them because 
they sometimes don't understand, like going back to the restaurant, if you're an Italian restaurant serving Italian food and I show you that Yelp is your competitor, you're like, no, Yelp is not my competitor. But if they're ranking on Google for that keyword, they technically are your competitor online. So I do all that for them and I'll look at what keywords they're implementing and try to figure out which ones are relevant, which ones have buyer intent and try to incorporate those into their website. Excellent. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. I mean, and you mentioned Keyword Planner. Obviously, that's one of the go-tos in the space. One thing that comes up, I feel like a, a decent amount within keyword research and like looking at competitors is how these are being then like clustered. And so obviously, one page can rank for a range of keywords for that. How do you kind of go about in thinking of um, looking at like the, the clustering of keywords for a given URL or like individual ones? I'm going to try to focus on an individual keyword and then from there build it out, the singular, the plurals, the reordering, because go back to like the restaurant, Italian food. If you're serving Italian food, you might say, all right, Italian restaurant near me restaurants that serve Italian food. So it's going to always be reordering or depending on what city you're in. If you're in Los Angeles, you might say like Italian food in Los Angeles or Los Angeles Italian food. So it's like figure out which one do you want to incorporate. And that's where you got to figure out, do the keyword research, figure out which one is the main keyword that's going to be the focus keyword. And then that's going to be the main one that you use in like the SEO title tag and everywhere else. But within that content and the text on that page, you want to incorporate the variations, the other restructuring of the word because you don't want to just repeat the same word over and over again. You want to hit it in as many different variations as possible that are relevant. And that makes sense. You don't want to just throw extra keywords in there just to throw them in there. But essentially, you just need to write for the user. And if that keyword emerges, right? And if not, then maybe you could try to make it so it emerges in there, but it has to flow. It has to be natural. We can't force it in there. Yeah. And I think it's a good point too to be thinking on like the intent going to this and I like to do that sometimes with identifying, hey, like this is a missing content topic or opportunity that exists and really like not limiting it into just the the search demand of one term. It's like, what are the collection of terms 
that are serving the same intent in this vein. Any other kind of tools that you're using for this process? Well, there's a lot of paid tools, but you don't need them because the Google Keyword Planner is going to give you all that data, but you could always buy keyword research tools. They're like $100 a month. So essentially you're just getting or paying a tool to make everything look nicer and prettier. But some are like Ahrefs is a pretty good one that I use, but it's not necessarily buy it. Nowadays with Google Keyword Planner and looking at your competitors' title tags or looking in their coding, if you wanted to, you could pretty much see their entire strategy, see what they're doing and try to pick the pieces that make sense and incorporate them into your website and cut the ones that are relevant or don't really make sense. But as long as you're using those free tools, you should be good to go. And if you want to spend the money on a paid tool, you can, but it's not really necessary. Absolutely. And as far as like next steps with this, once you've compiled your kind of target keywords, you identified what's important to the business, where do you take it from there? Then it is all about trying to incorporate those into the different areas on your website, such as SEO title tag or the meta description or within your content on the page or in the header tags or you have images, trying to name those images with keywords if they are related to that and then adding an alt tag that's related to that and you can add schema.org code and that's all just going to help with the relevancy. So Google sees that the keywords are on all these different places on that page. This helps them understand that this is what this page is about and it's all about relevancy. So you got to make sure that someone's searching, whatever they're searching on Google, that your website has that keyword in it. And it's best to have a page dedicated to that keyword because then you become hyper-relevant. And that's really what Google's looking for is the more relevant you are, the more likely they're going to want to show you and display you to the searcher. Excellent. Any, I guess, last recommendations you would give towards keyword research? Always focus on long tail keywords. So there's broad keywords that are one or two words, but those keywords are going to have a lot of search volume. They're also going to have a lot of competition. And But the main issue is there's no intent behind it. So if you're searching for like, if you sell tennis shoes or like men's tennis shoes and you want to rank for the word like shoes, what does that mean? It can mean a ton of different things or even tennis shoes. It's so broad in general that there's no intent behind it. But someone searches for like men's tennis shoes, size 10, color white, a long tail keyword. Like not many people are using it, but the people searching for that keyword, they know exactly what they want versus someone just searching for like men's tennis shoes. It's so broad in general that it doesn't really have that intent. So trying to go for the keywords that have intent behind them and doesn't always have to have the most search volume. Even sometimes I've seen zero search keywords that still get search volume because Google Keyword Planner, it's not 100% accurate. Just take everything with a grain of salt. Like sometimes it'll show keywords, get zero searches. I'm like, I search for that keyword all the time. How's this getting zero searches? So just be aware that doesn't always mean it's a bad keyword because it gets low search volume. What really matters is the intent behind it because if you're ranked for the word like tennis shoes, you're going to be getting a ton of traffic. But how many of those people actually want to buy your tennis shoes? Not many of them. So you're going to get a lot of people hitting that back button and that sends negative signals to Google that maybe you aren't the most relevant. So you don't want to just get traffic to get traffic. You want to get targeted traffic. That's actually going to want to convert. Just like social media. A lot of people want to get followers to get followers. But I'm like, followers don't do anything if they're not targeted. Like people might use random hashtags to get more followers like Throwback Thursday or Motivational Monday. But I'm like, this has nothing to do with your business. These are just irrelevant. Or they'll find like trending hashtags and use those to try to get more followers. But it's all about quality, not quantity. So quality of traffic is really what matters, not the quantity of traffic. That's a great, great point. I'm really glad that you brought that one up too on 
not getting caught up over chasing the the shiny object of something that may not have as much business impact of getting someone to the site. So focusing on that quality traffic. And also it's a great call out too with some of the limitations. And you mentioned keywords with zero search volume. I think it's always good to just keep in perspective that yes, we do get a lot of data from Keyword Planner. But with that, just like any other tool, there are going to be some limitations behind it. Being aware of the keyword clustering that's being used and how you can, how they're grouping the search volume of related keywords together. So that has a potential to kind of overcount if you're overlapping too many keywords together of what the demand is. And also we are looking through a rear view mirror lens with a lot of data. And so you have limitations within Keyword Planner. You also have limitations in any of the pain tools as far as when was the data last refreshed, what was added into the database. So it doesn't mean that there's not the value from those, but being aware of where some of the limitations exist, I think can also kind of arm us to make better decisions as well from that. All right. So that wraps up this episode of the Voice of Search podcast. Thanks to Brandon Leibowitz, owner of SEO Optimizers, for joining us in our next episode, which will be published tomorrow. Brandon and I are going to continue the conversation and talk about what SEO strategies work in 2023. If you can't wait until the next episode and would like to learn more about Brandon, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile and Twitter handle in the show notes or visit his company's website where he put together a special gift for our listeners. That is seooptimizers.com backslash gift. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T.